0: Welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host Danny and of course as always Andrew is joining me for our uh, Illinois football and Chicago Bears recap but Illinois football this season is over so pretty much just mostly talking about the Bears and Andrew I don't know how much more I can handle man it's just it's gone from bad to worse and now it's just getting ugly. Uh, What do you got to drink in front of you today?
1: Well, I have water in front of me today. And as you said, you know, it's gotten it's ugly now. I mean, this last game for the Bears was it was really tough to watch because you know, you go in against the Cardinals who you know you're gonna need a lot going your way to beat. And then we have a game like this, man, it's uh it was a rough day.
0: Yeah, it was like a must-need, like you had to win this game to stay in the on the graphic, you know, ESPN and NBC when they show the graphics during their games of in the hunt, who's in the wild card race and everything. And the Bears were all the way at the bottom at four and seven, but they were still in the hunt. They were still in the hunt. And you know what, against Arizona this week and then against the Packers next week, if you found a way to win those two games, well, you're right in the thick of the, in the, in the race, uh, for the NFC uh, wildcard picture, but you didn't, I mean, you just got behind early and with the bears offense getting behind early, that's just a death sentence. Cause I mean, the defense could keep you in the game, that slug of a game, but, um, not that they had a great game, but when you kind of put them behind early, um, and you expect the offense to try to pick up, you know, come back down 14, 0. it was just, it was over really early on.
1: It really was. And, uh, you know, just watching the whole game unfold and, uh, the first two possessions, giving Arizona such good field position. Yeah. That's just not a good strategy. Like, I mean, to be fair, some of the interceptions that were counted on Andy Dalton's record weren't his fault. Um, at least two of them were easy catches that ended up as interceptions, but um, still, yeah. four interceptions. There's no shot you're going to win a game against, especially the Cardinals when you play like that. And we actually needed turnovers on our end. And I don't think we got a single one. No. So we're minus four in the turnover differential. I'm impressed that the score was 33 to 22, given that um, the defense did allow quite a few touchdowns. They had some stops as well. But, uh, you know, defense played okay. Offense didn't really play well. And overall, just, just a rough game.
0: It was. And I think the offensive game plan for the most part, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, you were able to run the ball very effectively down the field. Um, but it's just when you did pass and you know I mean, you, the four interceptions, a couple of them might not have been AD's fault, but the two others might have you know were definitely his fault, and then even the two others that weren't his fault, like they still still can't happen. Uh, for the team. And you can't turn it over four times, especially in your end of the field, all the, uh, those times. And uh, with that offensive game plan, even though it was working, it was not the game plan to come back from a 14 or a 20 point deficit. I, you just had to completely throw that out the window right away and uh, just go to a different game plan. Cause I mean, you, you just couldn't use what was working anymore because you put yourself down early uh, so much. And uh you know, defense just could never get off the field either, I, I think. And that's kind of when I'm a little disappointed. Those first two drives where we turned it over, um, you know, you had two fourth quarter or one was a, a fourth down and two uh, that turned into a big conversion. And then another one was like a third and like 15 that turned into a touchdown. Uh, and you could have forced a field goal. And I, I know the defense didn't get put in the best positions to succeed, but they weren't anything to write home about either.
1: No, they weren't. I mean, they, they, like I said, they had some stops, but they allowed quite a few touchdowns and, you know, the, the Cardinals just seemed to be moving the ball. They were running the ball. They were throwing the ball. I mean, Tyler Murray actually only had 15 passing attempts, so they kept that relatively low and, uh, you know, they let him run. They let Connor run and, and they, uh, they were moving the ball, get punching it in the end zone, which is something that the Bears need to do a lot more of. Um, but one thing I don't quite get for the Bears' perspective is Andy Dalton had 41 passing attempts. I get that you're down, and I get that you maybe, you know, you need to get some points on the board. But with the ball being slippery and it raining and the receivers and just yeah. everything going on, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert were having decent rushing games. I don't know why we wouldn't just pound the ball in. Um, I get if you're down, maybe you have to change up the game plan a bit. That's what I think
0: part of it was. I mean, I know they love to throw the ball, but I think part of it was that.
1: Yeah, but it's like if you have that, you're know, not getting these interceptions, you know, it that maybe gets you back in the game. But um, just, just frustrating uh, that, you know. Andy Dalton's already an average quarterback. He's trying to fit the ball into some tight windows. And, you know, when he hits a receiver in the hands and then it bounces off the receiver's hands and gets picked off, that's just something that can't happen to this Bears team. Like, you have to catch that ball um, or at least get it to the ground so it's not picked off. When it just bounces off you and goes up in the air, that's just a recipe for disaster.
0: What's scary is that if Justin Fields didn't fall to them in the draft, Andy Dalton was, I mean, that was their plan going into this year, that Andy Dalton was going to be QB1 with Nick Foles backing him up. And they thought that was going to be just fine for them try to make it into the playoffs. And that that is so scary because, I mean, if it wasn't for Justin Fields, I think we would have lost, you and me, like diehard Bears fans, would have lost heart. Uh, back in early November or even late October like just because Justin Fields was in there I think we've kept our fandom alive uh, at least our passion a little bit alive for a little bit longer because Justin Fields was playing but um, I mean just watching Andy Dalton seeing how this would have been like the entire year I know Justin Fields wasn't perfect but he gave flashes to give hope for the future I had to watch Andy Dalton from the beginning of the year on dude. this would have this, this season would have sucked even more than it is now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, as a fan, a football fan, there's two things I think that can get you really excited for your team. One is a star quarterback, which we wouldn't have had, you know, in that situation. And two is a really good defense. You know, if you have that really good defense, think like the 85 bears, yeah. you can win with that defense and a good run game. But the Bears no longer have an elite defense. This defense is not playing very well. And if we didn't have Justin Fields, there would be nothing to be excited for any game. It would just be like, well, this is going to be another boring week, you know? Uh, Fans are already upset with the coaching stuff. So it's like, at least Justin Fields gives us something to be hopeful for. But man, if we hadn't drafted him, this would be real rough.
0: It would be rough. And it kind of is still rough uh, because he's been out with uh, broken ribs um you mentioned it earlier i mean same same story man clelo herbert david montgomery doing really good things in the running game when they are used um i just don't it's frustrating watching us break off a seven yard run and then you're second and three and then it's like uh uh two pass plays after that and it's just like why why always try to get cute with it why not just use what you're good at like i said maybe it was part of you know they had to throw out the um Um, the playbook essentially half the game plan because they you know they had to catch up so much but um, I think that's kind of been a trend all year where sometimes they I know they've been running it more this year but sometimes they just go away from the run at frustrating spots in the game where uh, there's really no need to like the Detroit game on Thanksgiving I felt like they were doing really well running the the ball at a lot of points but a lot of times they just kept going away from it and going back to the passing game and letting Andy Dalton uh, chuck it downfield, which I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that, but Andy Dalton is not that type of quarterback and you can't rely on that. He's, he's not supposed to be relied upon. He's just supposed to be adjacent to a good running game.
1: Exactly. I mean, you mentioned it. He's, he's a game manager. He's not the quarterback that's going to get you that win. He's the quarterback that won't get you that loss maybe, but you know, just uh, him alone is not going to be enough. And I think the past three games, Andy Dalton's had very high passing attempts, 30 plus, high thirties, low forties. Um, you can't be doing that with Andy Dalton, like run the ball, especially when you're in the red zone. Uh, I mean, even in against Detroit, he had, you know, what should have been an interception in the red zone. And then he had an interception in the red zone, like pound the ball. And if you run games working, that offensive line's played well against the run. You have a really good running back group. Let them just take that ball and punch it in the end zone. Um, unless you're consistently seeing your run game, running game getting stopped, which I haven't really seen these past few games, just run the ball down their throat, run yeah. it into the end zone. I'd be happy with that. Let Andy Dalton just be a game manager.
0: I agree. Um, all right, let's kind of – branch off here to the defense. I'll kick it off with a stat here on the nine drives that the Arizona Cardinals had. And this includes the the kind of like the drive that finished on downs at the end of, at the end of the game. So they were just running the ball. They weren't even trying to score. They were just trying to keep it out of our hands out of those nine drives. They've scored on six of them. The, like the entire game. Um, I don't care if, you know, you got put in bad spots. Um, you know, as a defense and everything, you could never get off the field and you could have tried to force them into field goal situations. And if you did force them into field goal situations, offense was playing well enough. And then they, if they were able to, you know, they were playing well enough, if they could have stuck to that running game, you had a real decent shot at winning this game. Um, but man, just not making them kick field goals and just, Uh, making it in the first half and then uh, letting them score those touchdowns, those three touchdowns on the the first three drives were just backbreaking. And uh, for a defense that just has so many good players on, or at least just used to, but at least has a lot more pride than I thought it did. They just kind of broke down at the most inopportune spots.
1: Yeah. I mean, going down 14, 0 is tough. And if the defense had been able to, Stop one of those, maybe limit them to a field goal. that would have been huge. I mean there was there was a beautiful throw from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins which, yeah
0: that was, man th- that, that was an that impressive sucked. play yeah,
1: um but that other drive they need they need to make that stop um I mean there was a in those first two drives there was a long third down and a fourth down that they converted yeah. in each drive, and you can't have that like the defense needs to get a stop there. If you go down 10-0, that's not too bad. Going down 14-0 and then what was it? 21 yeah. 21-3 or 21-7. Um, something like that was the score towards halftime. And, man, that's uh, – yeah, 21-7, I believe, was the halftime score. Yeah, it was That's a tough deficit.
0: Yeah, it was 21 21- four. Uh, sorry, it was 14 to seven uh, after you scored and, you know, like, all right, we stopped the bleeding, even though we had those bad two turnovers. And then the Arizona Cardinals just marched right down the field and pretty much erased that touchdown that you scored on the last drive that you took 13 plays and almost eight minutes off the clock for. So that was like the game plan that they wanted. And it worked eight minutes working off the clock, you you know, uh, 13 plays to get down the field. um, And then that happens. So uh, it's just, Man, those that game plan works, but Andy Dalton, who's someone who was really not a turnover machine, kind of disappointed in that. Uh, but bringing it back to the defense, man. I'm if we didn't have Roquan Smith, I know he didn't play he didn't play amazing. And he he would he was he still plays with a lot of heart, and that's what I'm glad to see because he is the leader of that defense and he will be for the next decade, I hope. Um, I know he didn't have the best day, but man, uh I'm really glad we had him. Uh, because it was it was a rough day and he kind of made us look from maybe an F grade to maybe a a D plus grade
1: yeah and he wasn't full health I mean yeah they weren't even sure if he was going to play that game and he ended up going you could tell that he wasn't himself but uh, he did his job and there was a play where Kyler Murray was trying to run out to the sideline and it was a one-on-one Roquan Smith and he tracked him down and got him out of bounds. That's what you'd like to see from a guy is Roquan Smith being able to go one on one with Kyler Murray and make the play because not a lot of players can do that in this league. Mm. Um, Kyler Murray, he's a fast guy and he's very agile. So uh, that was, that was really good to see. And I mean, Roquan Smith, man, I hope they give him a nice contract because he has earned it.
0: I think so too. Uh, All right. Let me just read off. To you the rest of the Bears' schedule and i want you to tell me the best i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if they just go winless the rest of the way but um you tell me which game is the most winnable left on the schedule packers at lambeau next weekend vikings at home seahawks in seattle giants at home and then the vikings in minnesota so five games left
1: it's definitely going to be that Packers game in Lambeau.
0: It's <laughs> the <laughs> most winnable? Oh, man. Oh. I, uh, I'm going to go with the Giants
1: at home. Possibly, but I think the Vikings at home would be, uh, yeah. would actually be Monday Night uh, Football. the winnable one because they lost just recently this last week. Detroit, got, lost their their Detroit. Yeah, yeah, Detroit
0: got their first win. Yeah, Detroit got their
1: first win against the Vikings. Um, at home. I think we have a chance for winning that game. You know, the Packers game with Andy Dalton, especially, that's not going to be a win. Um, The Seahawks, they've been having a little bit of a rough season, but you're going to be in Seattle, so that's not going to be an easy game. Mm, Um, Yeah, I think that Minnesota game at home is going to be the easiest one to win. But if you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to win most of these remaining games. You have to win all of them.
0: I would say you would have to win all of them. And I, don't I think, think you can
1: maybe lose one and sneak in the wild card, but that would be, you'd have to have a lot of things go your way for that. I think you have to you have to win almost all of these games.
0: I think the play, I mean the playoffs are dead for them. They they just don't have that type of look on them that as a team with a coach that's pretty much just dead in the water. I I just don't see it. But look, let's look at the rest of the NFL playoff picture, Andrew and um, um you know. Cardinals are 10 and two. I, yeah. They're 10 and two best record in the NFC. And then in the AFC of the Patriots, man, they're just, you can never keep those guys down. <laughs> That's so annoying. Just one bad year and Bill Belichick already has them back, but they're nine and four after winning last night in Buffalo. Did you watch that game? Cause like it was raining. Uh, it was sleeting sideways and the wind was like 50 miles per hour. It was crazy. Uh, I think the Patriots only ran it – or sorry, they only passed it three times the entire game. That is just a a crazy game. Um, But who would be your – Yeah, who would be your maybe dark horse pick out of each conference that maybe
1: neither – not a lot of people are talking about? Hmm. That's an interesting one. So, I mean, looking at the NFC, you have obviously Arizona – uh, as the top seed, Green Bay can also clinch the division this week. Um, looking at other teams, I mean, teams that'll be good in the NFC like it's not going to be anybody from the NFC North. Uh, the Vikings, Lions, and the Bears are just going to be you know, absolutely nothing. You have the Bucks playing decently. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're 9-3. The 49ers. Gonna I'm going to say the 49ers okay. might sneak into the playoffs. They're not going to go very far, I don't think. But I think they'll sneak into the playoffs and make some noise. Um, but when it comes down to it at the end of the day, especially if they get J.J. Watt back, Arizona's just going to clean this division up. Um, that's, that's how I foresee that going. But the AFC, that's where I think things get interesting. That's yeah. the division – or the conference that I can see a lot of things happening in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the Browns that can make a run at things. You have the Steelers that have been, you know, hit or miss, which I don't think are going to go very far. Um, Baltimore has had some key injuries. I don't think they're going to quite be what we thought.
0: They've looked Um, like Super Bowl contenders one week, and then the next week they just look, and I think part of, like you were saying, the injuries has a lot to do with it. And then other week, you know, they'll just look like stinkers um the other week
1: yeah how about the dolphins though
0: yeah they're kind of uh on a run a little bit here
1: they've they've been playing well recently um good for them like
0: i've been row. i think
1: yeah i think they're uh they're making a name for themselves and whether they come out champions of the afc i don't know about that but i think they'll make a decent push in the playoffs um and then obviously the Bills and you have the Patriots up at the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the AFC is a lot better. Um, yeah, I, I think the AFC is a lot better of a conference this year than the NFC. Uh, but man, I, I want to say the Bengals, they just had a really bad loss at home to the Chargers where they, they just they didn't look good at all. They Like the Bears, they just made a lot of mistakes, but they had the offense to kind of overcome it, though, and the defense to kind of keep them in the game before they just made more mistakes down the road. So they can just they're a young up and coming team. And of course, I'm just a, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow fan club here, but it's a little homerish. I think team a lot of people that are kind of sleep on are the Kansas City Chiefs. They started off really bad. But in that defense was really terrible at the beginning of the year. It's kind of come back to earth a little bit for him. Patrick Mahomes is starting to look a little bit more like himself. Uh, And I I feel like they're kind of sliding under the radar here. They're eight and four um, in the, you know, they're leading their division, but I think because they started off so slow that people just kind of forgot about them. And uh, I, I mean, they're going to be right in the thick of things come playoff time here, and uh, they're they're not going away anytime soon. So I think that's probably my dark horse team if not enough people are talking about.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs, they've been playing really well since uh, they had that rough patch, and then you know Patrick Mahomes has started playing better. Um, And that team as a whole, I think, has started playing a lot better, and they're going to be a dangerous team, I think. um, Now, there's some other – the AFC is definitely stacked. Uh, you have a lot of really close teams in there, but the NFC, man, there's, there's some really good teams. And then there's just a bunch of bad teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking through the order, the top 11 teams in the AFC Patriots, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, Bills, Steelers, Colts, Raiders, and Browns. Uh, and then at right after them, the Broncos and dolphins, I like, and that, so the that's 13 teams right there and the dolphins, six and seven winning their last five and they're right in the thick of things. It's like, this is a really contested race here for those, uh, you know, lap, uh, I guess the Patriots that are going to the Patriots and the Titans, they're kind of running away with stuff and Titans are benefited from a, a good division or not a good division, a bad division. So they get a little bit more leeway if they lose a game here or not. Uh, but a lot of teams in the AFC, man, can make a run into that wild card spot. It'll be really cool to see down the stretch here who ends up making it in and who just separates themselves from the rest of the pack.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, you look at the NFC and, hey, the Bears aren't out of it until NBC takes us off the in the hunt. All right. <laughs> I don't know if they've done that after our latest No, launch,
0: but... they want that Chicago market. That's why.
1: But, uh, Wow, if you look at the NFC, there's only two teams worse than the Bears, and it's the Lions and the Seahawks.
0: And the Seahawks yeah. have the
1: same record as the Bears. But
0: and man. I wouldn't want to play the Lions again. I know they're one in ten, but like you and me have been talking about it through the entire year, that team never quits and they always find a way to keep games close. Uh, and, and they just, and plus the division rival, you just never want to have to play them again. Even though they're nope. terrible. Even though they are terrible. But the Bears are Not terrible th- this year. Yeah.
1: Neither of those Detroit wins were easy by any means. No. Those were hard no. fought, hard fought games that we ended up getting a win on. But man, uh if we played them again, who knows how that would go.
0: Not well. Not well. All right. Uh before we get out of here, I want to talk about Iodesumu. We were talking about before the show started, but he is killing it with the bulls made his first start last night i was watching that game we were watching the illinois basketball game also as they win in iowa city to go 2-0 and in the conference go to i think i can't remember the last time they started 2-0 in the big time conference and then they have a their rest of their non-conference slate to finish up before they go back to conference play uh but, but good things happen in the basketball world for
1: us finally man Oh yeah, Io getting his first start, and man, he was fun to watch last night. Uh, he had he had a really good game, and he played a lot of minutes because uh, there were some injuries and COVID issues with the Bulls. So getting his first start, playing a lot of minutes, and that was exciting to see. Um, everybody was pumped, you know. We were excited because yeah. he's a U of I alum that's now on the Bulls, so that was a good time.
0: That was awesome, man. Uh, and, and to think, our four year, your three years, my four years, we never saw a tournament team, and we never saw a bowl team. Uh, now this year wasn't a bowl team, but like this year was like a lot of fun to watch uh, for the you know Illinois football team. And you know, I not a lot of their wins came at home. They won a lot of road games actually at Penn State, at Minnesota. Uh, um, but they had some good wins at home, Nebraska and Northwestern. So there was a lot of things to be happy about with this Illinois football team this year. And I think when we were there, we always saw like really frustrating football teams and you never really saw improvement. It was always just kind of the same story every single week. Um, we saw a lot of improvement over this year that I think makes us excited for next year. And not just because, you know, next summer we're happy because football is coming back. You know, I, I think next summer we'll be happy because we actually think we'll have a good team and actually a fun team to watch. Same thing with basketball. You saw with Brad Underwood, him starting, even though the first couple of years there uh or, you know, our last two years there, he wasn't winning a lot of games, but you saw him bringing, he started, he brought in IO. He brought in um, Kofi you know, and then Andre Corbello, and then like started to come and come. And then they started winning some, maybe lost a lot, but they won some big time games to kind of make them make everybody know, Hey, we're on the way we're on the come up. And then they started winning right after we left is when they started winning a lot of uh, winning a lot of close games. Um, then, you know, the tournament got canceled and everything because of COVID, but then, uh, last year, number one seed. And then this year, they're going to be a really good team again this year. And, um, Man, it just sucks. We went to school and we did, but I feel like I appreciate the wins a
1: lot more now. Oh yeah, and you see, I mean, we have good coaching staffs now. Like, yeah, you look at you know Lovey Smith, the Brepolim Belima, and you can see that difference in the team. A lot of similar players, but you can see the difference in attitude, performance, all of that. And then you look at basketball as well. You can see the attitude change. You can see them starting to recruit, and these teams both seem to have bright futures for once i mean when we were there we were just it was rough like every every football season was like oh well it's this again um there wasn't that hope that right. oh next season's gonna be different
0: right yeah you you mentioned it the, the coaching styles is so much different john gross our first two years i liked him as a as a guy and everything but there wasn't that like toughness mentality for that basketball team i feel like we were just kind of there we never really just had an identity. I think like Brad Underwood has, he's brought us an identity and the, our players play with an edge that I really like to see. And then Brett Lima, I, I really, there was second half of the year. It was just, I saw a lot of growth and a lot of uh, toughness that was built that can be built upon in successive years. So really excited about that. All right, man, a lot of fun this week. Hopefully next week, we have a little bit more to talk about. We'll have signing day. I think next week is signing day. So I'm, uh, we can talk about some of the recruiting class that Illinois is bringing in, how they fill in and all that. So, so some of the transfers that they're going to bring in as well, kind of see how next year is going to look and see if any of those freshmen that they're bringing in will make an impact, but a lot of fun this week, man.
1: Yes, it was. It's always fun talking about the bears and hopefully next week we'll have a win to talk about, but, uh, it's, it's in Lambeau against the Packers. So not too hopeful there.
0: Yeah, I'm not too hopeful, but uh, hopefully, uh, give me give me a quick scouting report on the Packers. What do the Bears need to do to win against the Packers next week?
1: They need to put pressure on Rodgers and not yeah. and keep him in the pocket. Yeah. Um, and then they need to take care of the ball on offense and get back to what they're good at: run the ball down Green Bay's throat. And as long as your defense is playing pretty well, you can win that game if you're able to just keep running it at, the, at them. So. Hopefully we can do that, and uh, defense needs to step up a notch, keep Rodgers in the pocket, and get to him.
0: Do you think Justin Fields will be back?
1: I don't think he will, to be honest. I mean, at this point, I think they're going to try and make sure he's full health before they put him back in because the season's pretty much done. The chances we make the playoffs are so slim that I think they're just going to rest Fields until he's 100%, and I think we'll be seeing Andy Dalton Sunday night.
0: I yeah I agree with that. You're right. I mean unless he's 100% there's no reason for him to rush back to try to push for a wild card spot or that division title. Uh no reason to do that. All right man, we'll talk to you next week. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll talk to y'all soon.